You're listening to the Table Church Podcast. The Table is a community in Orville, California that aims to follow Jesus by doing what he did. Love God, love our neighbors, and serve those in need. Find us at thetablechurch.net, Instagram, or Facebook. And now for the message. As we head into hearing a message from God's Word, would you pray with me? Thank you, Father. Thank you that we can come and receive from you. Would your Holy Spirit be with us? Uh, would you be blessed by our uh, bringing our hearts and minds to hear? And Lord, we give you praise and thanks, saying these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're doing a series called Relationship Restart, where we're just taking a look at relationships, different facets, different forms. It's not necessarily uh, about romantic relationships, so this is going to be addressed. Uh, all forms of relationships will be addressed in this. And today we are going to be talking about uh, the golden rule. But before I get there, uh, if you have any questions or answers, feel free to send them to me. I'll do my best to answer those at the end. Uh, that's the phone number. It'll be at the bottom of each screen. If I say anything that's puzzling, please uh, message me about it. But yeah, we're going to talk about the golden rule and the real ways of love. You've probably heard of the golden rule. You probably know it. it comes, uh, we get ours from Jesus. But before we jump into that, you know I like to talk about the bad news first. And the bad news is simply this. And the reason we talk about the bad news is because most people don't really want information until, it's, until they need it. And so I'm trying to give you some bad news to let you know that we need it. I need it. You need it. And here's the bad news. Is we often love when it is easy and convenient, when we want, who we want, how we want. And so that's, uh, that's kind of our default way of loving in relationships. I know this is true for me. This has come up a few times in my relationships. Uh, I bring this up when I talk about my relationship. I'm a night person, and my wife is a morning person. And so it would be easy for me to just say, hey, can you just stay up late? And it would be easy for her to say, hey, can you just get up early? And the answer to both those questions is no. And so we try to compromise. We try to come together. I, I notice when she's trying to stay up. She notices when I'm waking up early. Didn't this morning feel like waking up early? I was not going to tell you, but I saw my phone go from 1.59 to 3 a.m. It felt like death and a time warp all together at the same time. Same goes for my kids. It's easy to love the way that I want to love. It's easy to love. It's, it's easy for everyone to love the way they want to love. My kids come and they bring stuff to me, especially when they were little, and they were like, Dad, check this rock out. And I could be like, I, do, I don't care about rocks at all, like zero amount. But that's the way they're trying to make connection. That's the way they're bidding for attention, right? And they show me their sticks and their leaves and their rocks. Or now, and I brought this up before, now they want to show me stuff on here. And I'm like, and I, and I brought this up. I, when I was a kid, all I wanted was my parents to watch some cartoons with me. And they were like, I don't want to watch cartoons. And now they're like, and I was like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch TV with my kids. And they watch the stuff. I would never willingly choose to watch it, but I love them. They're like, uh, we're watching this guy. Uh, he's going to stay on his pool floaty for 24 hours. It's a 24-hour pool floaty challenge. And you're like, uh, <laughs> But that's their way of making connection and wanting to spend time together. It's easy to love the ways that I want to love, right? It's easy. And this goes very deep. Um, these are some very shallow, shallow examples. But I think you get the point. We all do this. It's easy for us. And we prefer easy. 
I want to give you some context on the golden rule before we dive into our golden rule, just to show you what's going on with this. Um, there's all kinds of things happening with the golden rule. Almost all religions in the world have some form of the golden rule. This is, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. You should see it. And so in the Tamil tradition, it says, do not do to others what uh, you know has hurt yourself. Thales, the Greek philosopher, says, avoid doing what you would blame others for doing. Buddhism, hurt not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. And Confucius has one. Uh, what you do not wish for yourself, do not, wish, uh, do not do to others. And then Jesus, very famous, and everything do to others as you would have them do to you. Do you notice any differences? Because this is going to be pretty key to what we're talking about and pretty key to our, our, our faith, our relationship, the way we walk this out. Do you notice all the other ones? We would say that they are in a negative sense, and it doesn't mean bad. It means uh, the knots are there. Do not avoid, hurt not what you do not wish. These are negative senses. This, I'm going to tell you, is a little bit easier because you don't have to do something. You just have to not do something. Does that make sense? And it's a lot easier for me to not do something most of the time than it is for me to do something most of the time. Jesus gives us no outs at all, right? Jesus is telling us, you have to do something. You have to be active. You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful. And what you're doing is you're doing to others what you would have them do to you. Ours is a lot harder. Can I just say that? I don't mean that in any like ethnocentric way. I think ours is better. Ours is definitely a lot harder. And I think if everyone did that one, uh, our world would be a, a lot different in a better way. Do unto others. Now I want to give you the broader context. Jesus has just said some pretty hard stuff. This is in the middle of his uh, teaching. It's a little bit longer passage, and then we'll get into our three points and be on our way out. But Jesus says, in everything. So not only do you have to be active and purposeful and intentional, not only do you have to do something, but in everything, Jesus is not letting us off the hook. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Yeah, so Jesus is saying that first two-thirds of your Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hum. Uh, nope. That first two-thirds of your Bible called the Old Testament. He's saying all of that is summed up in his golden rule. This is the law and the prophets. If you do that, you do this. Yeah? Uh, in everything, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you love those who love you, uh, why should you be commended? Even sinners do those, uh, love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those uh, from, who, from whom you expect repayment, why should you be commended? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be paid back in full. And then Jesus says, instead, love your enemies, do good, lend expecting nothing in return. If you do, you'll have a great reward. You will be acting the way children of the Most High act, for he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked people. Be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Three points. You know how I preach head, heart, hands. I think they get mixed up in this uh, sense, but something for us to know, something for us to experience and do, uh, feel, and something for us to do with our hands in relationship context in this passage. I think the first thing that God wants us to know is that real love calls us to more than our comfort zone. It calls us to more than ourselves. It calls us outside of ourselves. What does Jesus say? It's easy to love the ones you want to love, the way you want to love, right? It's easy. 
And if you do that, you're not going to be commended by God. Everybody does that. That's everybody's stuff. I'm calling you to something bigger. I'm calling you to something greater. Real love requires us to come outside of ourselves, outside of our comfort zone, loving even those maybe we don't want to love. I am terrible at directions. I mean, that's not true. I have a good sense of direction, but I have no idea what the names of streets are. You tell me downtown, you give me a street that's not Lincoln, I don't know it. I can tell you that I'm like Robinson and like Montgomery and Myers. I couldn't tell you which ones those are. If you were like, turn left on Myers, I'd be like, I, I will not know what it is until I see it. No idea. Lived here my entire life. 33 years, I could not tell you. I got Ordam, I got Olive Highway. After that, it's, it's monuments, right? It's like, uh, take a left at KFC and... Uh, <laughs> You'll see the State Theater, and now KFC's at a different place. It's Popeye, you know, like, like things. If you do landmark base, and then they change. By the way, why would you sell your chicken building to another chicken restaurant and then open a chicken restaurant at a worse location down the street? Like, I'm not great at numbers, but that doesn't seem like a great idea. Anyways, I'm a landmark-based, right? Make a left, make a turn left at the whatever. Uh, I'm not great at directions when it comes to streets, but I'm, I'm, I'm monument. I think a lot of us can, can see landmarks, figure out that's the way we're supposed to do. Now this is a lot easier, right? When someone's like, hey, uh, can you tell me how to get to it? I'm like, yeah, first step is you pull it out of your pocket and you're like, this is where I'd like to go. I say that because the book I'm reading and basing some of this sermon series off is from this guy named John Gottman, and he's got this great book called Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And the first one he brings up is this thing called love maps. Love maps. And what he wants to talk about is one of the ways that you can make any relationship better is when you learn to love outside of yourself, when you learn to love the person in the way that they want to be loved by learning about them and knowing about them. And he's saying everybody has a map in them, and it's usually monument-based and not road-based, thankfully. But it's usually stuff about the things they like, their hopes and dreams, their traumas, their most embarrassing moments. This is a way for us to strengthen any relationship we have, marriage, not marriage, romantic, friendship, family, workplace, is learning those things about people, letting them share their monuments, their things, their, their roadmaps of their life. This is a way that we can do this. We learn to learn the stuff about them, their birthdays, stuff like that. You know what I mean? You get it. But what happens sometimes is when we know someone for a very long time is uh, those maps get cemented even though that person is a living, active person and they change. And so you think you know something about them, but it might have changed. Like, I might have known what my wife's most embarrassing moment was, but she might have new ones, right, that I know that I should definitely be checking out. She's like, yeah, when you did a rant about chicken places, that was pretty embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, it might have totally changed recently. And so those love maps need to be constantly updated. And this is one of the ways that we can do what Jesus is asking us to do, which is to, uh, to love outside of ourselves to love others in a way that they want to be loved. So, you know, I'm going to give you some, uh, 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 some uh, spiritual exercises to do. One of them is these love maps. I printed out the questions. They're all on that table that is just outside the door. Lots of questions here. First half is true and false. It's like, uh, I can list the relatives my partner likes the least. You might know that one. That one's easy. We get a little gossip going, you know what I mean? That one's fun. But then it's like, I know, um, I know my partner's major current worries. True or false, you get to figure out. And then there's another one that has a list of 60 questions. 
Sometimes it's awkward for me to go on a date with my wife and pull out a piece of paper and be like, we're doing questions. Maybe not, maybe, but memorize some of these. That would be really helpful. And you can use these, like I said, in any relationship, right? You might want to, but like, what is one of my favorite magazines? I don't know if people read magazines anymore, but they, you know what I mean. Who was my best friend in childhood? These are things that make up who we are. And we're learning about each other. And it's a way that we can, we can step outside of ourselves, and we can learn to love others in a way that they want to be loved and not necessarily the easiest way for us to love them. Make sense? Directions. You're, you're figuring out their, their maps, the things that are going on inside. Because Jesus calls us out of ourselves and our comfort zones to love others where they are. Thanks. I corrected it. I can see it when I'm up here. I just can't see it at night. The typos. If you missed it, there's typos. Point number two. Real love, which is what we've been hinting at, means loving people the way they want to be loved. This was a huge lesson for me many years into my marriage, uh, but it's true for all of us around us. What does Jesus say? In everything do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the law of the prophet. There is a way to do the golden rule that is self-serving, though. There's a way to do the golden rule that is self-serving. My favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. Not walnuts, though. Almonds. Thank you. Speaking some truth up here, it got quiet. One time I was like, I went to an ice cream place. I'm off topic again, rabbit trail. And I go, I love Rocky Road, but does it have walnuts? Because I prefer almonds. And he was like, real Rocky Road has walnuts. And I was like, okay, I will take pralines and cream then, please. (laughs) (laughs) My wife likes mint chocolate chip. There is a way to do the golden rule that is self-serving. I could say, I'm going to get my wife some ice cream. Yeah. And what would I want? I'm going to do to her as I would want done to me, and I want Rocky Road, so I'm going to get her Rocky Road, right? There's a, and this is a shallow example, but I think we do this all the time in deeper ways. So I could get her Rocky Road, and she'd be like, thanks. Like, who's going to turn down ice cream? But if I was going to do unto others in a real way, in the way that Jesus calls us to, I would go, I would want someone to know about me in a way that they could be blessing to me, could do the things that I want to do, or, you know. And so if I was going to do it in a real Jesus way, I would do unto others in the way that I want them to do unto me, which is knowing about me, knowing about the things going on inside of me, and get her the one that she wants. Very shallow example of stuff that we do regularly, all the time in deep ways. We can, we can do this thing, this, this golden rule, in a shallow way, in a self-serving way. But Jesus is inviting us to an empathetic way of loving others, in a way that knows them and loves them in ways they want to be loved. I didn't even know... There were different ways that people received love. Until I went through this in a, in a church small group, it's called Five Love Languages, and I don't think it's the end-all, be-all when it comes to relationship advice, but the one thing that it gave me was that people like to receive love in different ways. And I don't know if his five or the five, uh, but it made me think about loving in this more empathetic way. And so we did the test, and my wife's are like words of affirmation and quality time. And mine are physical touch and receiving gifts. And so for me, a great evening would just be sitting on the couch together watching TV. That's, I love it. Let's just sit close on the couch and watch some dumb TV. That would be so amazing for me. But since she loves quality time, she's like, that is not quality time. 
We're not looking at each other in the eyes. We're not talking about our hopes and dreams and greatest fears all the time. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm like, oh, do you want some ice cream? Like she would prefer the quality time, right? So, or like when we're driving in the car, I love to hold hands in the car, but that I'm also just like totally spaced out. I'm driving. I'm like a little kid. I'm like putting myself to sleep. And she's like, let's, we're driving for 20 minutes. Let's have some real conversations. I didn't know. Or another one is that like, my wife and I split evenly uh, house duties. So some, most of the time I'm cooking, you know, sometimes she cooks, sometimes she's doing dishes. And I would just walk up behind her and just give her the biggest hug. She does not enjoy that. It took me, like, I would enjoy that. She's like, if you do that again, I'm going to rip both your arms off and hit you with them. Like, that is not something that she is having a good time with. And so this thing, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you that this is the end all be all, though I have a couple copies of the book if you're interested. And also, I have the test if you want to take it to figure out what love language this thing says you are. I have one for couples. I have one for people that are not in romantic relationships. They're also on that back table getting blown around like crazy. Um, <clears throat> but this idea is that, that people receive love in different ways. And Jesus is inviting us into that kind of golden rule, not only for romantic relationships, but outside. With our moms and dads and uncles and aunts and siblings, with our coworkers, with our children. There's a way to do the golden rule that's a self-centered way where we still love the ways that are easiest for us and we love the ways in, in which we want to receive love. But Jesus is inviting us into a different form of the golden rule where we begin to learn about them, we empathize with them, we know their hurts and their dreams and their joys and the ways that they want to receive love and we're able to love them in that way. And that works for every human. Every human being wants that. Jesus is inviting us into that kind of golden rule. Lastly, Jesus wants us to know that real love is modeled by our Father. Real love is modeled to us by our Father. Jesus says instead, love your enemies. Do good. Lend expecting nothing in return. And if you do, you have a great reward. You'll be acting the way children of the Most High act. For our Father is kind to even ungrateful and wicked people. Be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. At the end of the day, whether or not you want to take all these tools and figure it all out, the closer you grow to Jesus, the better at loving others you will be inside and outside of romantic relationships, in all of our relationships. And the attributes we see here are generosity, right? Uh, loving people who don't and always like us. Being kind, compassionate to one another. This is an article out of The Atlantic, but they're citing that guy who wrote the book I read earlier, uh, mentioned earlier, John Gottman. And it says this, Masters of Love, since uh, science says lasting relationships come down to, you guessed it, kindness and generosity, which is what we just learned about the Father. Lend to those, right? What does he say? I don't want to misrepresent God's word. Lend expecting nothing in return. Yeah, be kind. Kindness, generosity. This is going to make your relationships flourish. All of them with anyone. Kindness and generosity. The more you become children of the Most High, emulating the Father in kindness and generosity, the more your relationships will flourish. The problem is sometimes with kindness is that we think it's a fixed trait. 
Either you are a kind person or you are not a kind person. But since we know Jesus and we have hope and we know that the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us for our transformation, kindness is not a fixed trait. It's not something you either have or you don't have. It's a muscle that you use and grow or don't. And so, and that's what the science says. I'm, I'm stealing that directly from that non-Christian article about uh, love and generosity and kindness, but I think it's true even inside of our faith. The kindness and generosity are muscles that we can build or not, uh, but ultimately what that science is saying and what we're seeing in this passage is that generosity and kindness, emulating the Father, is going to make all of our relationships flourish. If you get good at kindness and loving others the way they most feel loved, you can even learn to love your enemies well because it's muscles, right? Not traits. And you'll be just like your father in heaven, Jesus says. Which, if I'm summing up this whole series, the invitation is to be a whole, healthy, and complete person. And the way Jesus frames it in this passage is this, children of the Most High, which I think is the rock-bottom identity that Jesus wants us to have. Out of all the identities that we could have, we could be children of the Most High, and that is an invitation to be a whole, healthy, and complete person, which is the greatest thing. Any relationship. There it is. That's it. Do you have any questions? Send them. I left my phone over there, so I'm going to grab it. You send your questions right now. I'm going to make this thing buzz really loudly and hurt your ears, and send those questions. I see some jokesters. I love it already. I love it. <laughs> First question. It's not a question. It's an answer. I told you. Somebody said, I can answer your chicken restaurant questions later. Thank you. I appreciate it. The mysteries of Orville's universe will be solved. If you send some now, I'll keep it up, but I'm going to do a, a conclusion and be moving on into time of communion. What Jesus wants us to know, ultimately, is that Jesus' idea of love goes beyond ourselves and our own comfort zones, calls us outside of ourselves to love others the way they want to be loved, to know them, and to love them in ways that they prefer to be loved. What Jesus wants us to feel is God's love for you. And really, this is where this uh, sermon becomes less about advice and more about our faith is that you're going to be good at relationships when you feel God's love and it transforms you and it changes you so that you become a child of the Most High in all of those ways that Jesus wants you to be. And so there are ways in which you've got to practice and there's ways in which you've got to build muscles, but there's really ways in which you're just receiving and experiencing and trying to feel God's love by doing the things that Christians have done for 2,000 years, which is the spiritual practices that we have. Scripture, prayer, fasting generosity. And lastly, what does Jesus want us to do? But learn to love others in ways they best receive it. And this is going to be my summary of the golden rule in this context, that you are doing unto others what you would want done to you, learning to love them in ways they want to receive. Spiritual practice this week is this. If you want, take one of these home and do it if you don't know. If you already know uh, love language stuff, feel free to take some of these questions home um, so you can memorize them, use them, so you can learn 
stuff about the people around you. If you don't know, take one of these home. Take all of them. I think I did 15. Uh, if you want more, I can print them out. But that's your spiritual practice this week. And if you're in a small group, you'll be asked about how it's going and what's going on with that. If you would, pray with me. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we can come. We can hear not only about how to grow closer to you, but closer to one another. We pray that we can take these tools. We pray that we can take these tools and use them to grow closer to people, to make them feel loved, to make them to feel cherished, honored, respected. But ultimately, none of this works unless we experience your love for us. And so, Father, would you continue to love us in ways that we can feel and experience, in ways that we know tangibly that we are your children, you are the Father. And we will make sure that we are open, keeping our eyes and ears open to hear and receive from you. And we give you thanks and praise, saying these things in Jesus' name. Amen.